0: may god's grace mercy and peace be yours this day in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ text for our sermon today comes from the two readings that we've just heard let us pray o lord fill us with your love a love that will fill us and flow through us to others help us to love one another as you have loved us and as we gather may the words of my mouth may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight o lord our maker and our Redeemer. Amen. Love. Love is. Some children were asked uh, what they thought love is and here are some of their responses. Love is like this. When my grandmother got arthritis she couldn't bend over to put her shoes on anymore so my grandfather does it for her all the time even when his hands got arthritis too. Or love is when my mom goes with my dad in his boat, even though she knows she will get seasick. (laughs) Or love is when your puppy licks your face and you don't care, even though they've been eating something that really smells. (laughs) Or love is my dad getting up in the middle of the night to change my sheets after I've thrown up everywhere. God, Another, or another one said, God could have said magic words to make the nails fall off the cross. But he didn't, because he loves us. It's interesting to note that these children really didn't talk about some kind of fuzzy feeling one person has towards one other, another, but rather focus on what love does. Because of love, one person will do, uh, will act uh, in some amazing way, yet often simple things that are very helpful and meaningful. Love is a word that describes a relationship between two people. But it's more than that, isn't it? Love involves actions and words that demonstrate to that other person that they are special. On Mother's Day, the words, I love you mom, uh, are important, or I love you, dad, on Father's Day. But those words are often hollow if they're not followed up by actions motivated by the love that's just been expressed. When the Apostle Paul talks about love, in his famous words to the Corinthians, he he doesn't necessarily describe a feeling, the warm feeling that being close to a, a person gives us. But instead, he gets to the heart of what love is by describing what love does and what love does not. And he says love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or rude or proud. Love does not demand its own way. Love is not irritable. It, it keeps no record of wrongs when it's been wronged. Love endures through all different kinds of circumstances and it love never gives up. Now, we've heard those enough. Uh, We know those words by heart. They can roll off our tongue so easily. But they're very difficult to put into action, to put into practice, aren't they? When a person is really aggravating, when they're selfish and inconsiderate, Paul says love dictates that we are to be patient, kind, never rude or irritable, that we should leave no stone unturned to be friends again with that person. And in in this kind of situation, regardless of the injury caused to us, love demands a certain action on our part. When we're trying to deal with a breakdown in a relationship with another person, it's not a time for feelings to take control, because more than likely, feelings are just going to want to get back at the other person. We want to justify our own wrong. We want to accuse. We want to condemn the other person. We get upset and say things that are unkind. But instead of that, God's children, for us, is a time for the kind of love that only wants peace and harmony, the kind of love that's willing to forgive past hurts, a love that's willing to reach out in friendship. But this whole idea of love one another. That's a far cry from where we are at today, isn't it? From all the crises of the year 2020 to the struggles in our own families and relationships, some of which are related to the crises of 2020. We really don't have a whole lot of room to love one another, do we? Do we love one another? when we treat people differently because of the the color of their skin or the language that they speak? Do we love one another when we demean and demonize a group of people for the actions of a few? Do we love one another when we demean and demonize, say all law enforcement for the actions of a few? Do we love one another when we look down on or ridicule someone else simply because they've got a different political view than ours do we love one another when we decide to rebuke someone because they think differently say about the COVID virus or gathering together or the wearing of masks do we love one another when we so easily talk to everyone else out in the world and in our in our in our sphere of, of influence rather than to the person with whom we have a problem do we love one another when we refuse to listen to someone else simply because our mind is already made up do we love one another when we show no care for someone else because maybe they're on the other side of an issue than us do we love one another when we decide to cast aside a decade of friendship because no one really wants to admit that they're wrong or even want to listen to the other person. Now, before you you start making a a list of people who who need to hear this message while you ignore it, or before you put me on your list, (laughs) before you say, but Pastor, you don't know what they did, you don't know what they said, you don't know what they're like. No, I don't. But the scriptures really don't give us an out. John doesn't say, love one another just like they love you. He doesn't say, love one another if you really like them. He doesn't say, love one another if they see things your way. Now, it's it's not easy to think about, is it? Don't think of pointing to someone else who's erred without really looking in the mirror yourself. Because if you're really honest, you can probably see yourself in all of those examples. I know that I can. And I know that that grieves God. So this message is for you. And this message is for me. Love one another. John wrote in his first letter, dear friends, let us love one another because love comes from God. Whoever loves is a child of God and knows God. Whoever, whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. To those who hold the idea that sort of what goes around comes around, that kind of love is not very logical, demonstrates maybe weakness in a person. But what the Bible says is so different to worldly thinking. Love controls our words. Love controls our actions. This is the kind of love that John's referring to when he talked about the undeserved love that God has shown to us. In verse 10, he says, this is what love is. It is not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the means by which our sins are forgiven. You see, the Bible's quite clear. There's no doubt about God's patience with us. His love will always follow us no matter what. No matter how terrible we have been or how much we have ignored his love for us. His love is there to support us, always encouraging, especially when things aren't going right. His love involves a sacrifice. Jesus giving up his own life on the cross for you and for me to forgive. To forgive and to make it possible for us to be friends again with God. His love gives us hope that when our journey is finished here that we have life in heaven and life in the presence of Jesus for all eternity. His love means a never ending supply of forgiveness to all those who know Jesus, Lord and Savior and King. On September 18th, 1982, the the government released uh, results of a a sad investigation report about a soldier. Private First Class Joseph White, stationed in Korea. He defected to the Communists, to the North Koreans. And according to the investigation on August 28, 1982, this 20-year-old private willingly, willingly crossed the Korean demilitarized zone into North Korea from motives that are not known. His fellow American soldiers and even the chaplain pleaded with him to turn around and come back, but he did not respond. The day after the findings were released, the parents of this young man held a a press conference on the lawn of their home. And and the father, sort of wiping tears from his eyes, said that they had accepted the fact that their son was indeed a defector. And he said, my son has lost all credibility in this country and, and even with me. But then he showed the heart of a father when he said, but I still love my son and I want him back. You see, that's exactly the kind of loving heart that our heavenly father has for you and me. In fact, I don't think we can really fully grasp what God's love is really like. Almighty God, the Lord of heaven and earth, the creator of the universe, our creator, loves us so powerfully that he will stop at nothing to restore our relationship with him. His love is such that he would even let Jesus, God Himself, be subject to the sinfulness of humanity and die for us on a cross. That God would do all of this for you and for me is absolutely amazing. Even though we've hurt our Heavenly Father every time we commit a sin, He still says, like that Father, I love you and I want you back. Jesus died for all the times that we have failed to love one another. He died to give us a fresh start by taking all of our sins on himself, making us his own people. So God wants us to be the kind of people that he created us to be, people who will go to any length to show that love, to show that love toward others in the same way Jesus gave up everything for us. You know, I, I think we know that deep down our love for one another is really far from perfect in spite of our good intentions we tend to end up in a mess but it's even in those moments god's love for you and me is not lessened one single bit his love for others his love for us took him to a messy cross to suffer and die he embraces us he loves us he forgives us he encourages us he wants his love in us to change our lives he helps us through the power of his holy spirit to put on love each day john goes on in his letter in in verse 11 in verse 21 he says uh dear friends since god so loved us we also ought to love one another And, and a little bit later he says the command that christ has given us is this whoever loves god must love others also and Jesus himself in the gospel reading reminds us a new command I give you love one another as I have loved you so you must love one another what could be clearer than that receiving God's love places you and me places in, on, on you and me the, the responsibility to, to share that same love. I mean, it's a call to obedience here, a call to follow God's ways, a call to live life as people who have been saved and called, redeemed, adopted and sent out. There's nothing to su- suggest showing that this love, that showing this love is optional. Or it's the kind of thing that you do when it suits you. Or when you feel close to the person or when the other person is kind to you. John says, whoever loves God must love others also. No ifs, ands, or buts. No room for asking first, well, what have they done for me? Right? To put it bluntly, this isn't a feel-good kind of love. The kind of love that appeals to our emotions and feelings. The kind of love that Jesus is talking about is a very practical kind of love. It's It's a sacrificial love. The kind of love that doesn't ask what the cost is. It's a love that doesn't rely on friendly feelings toward others. It's the kind of love Jesus has for you and me. Nothing likable or friendly about those who nailed him to the cross. And yet he could still look at them with nothing but love and forgiveness, saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. We all know too well this kind of love is difficult, if not seemingly impossible. We mess up daily in our attempts to be kind and caring and understanding and compassionate. We feel bad that our love has been selective in showing love only toward those who have been kind to us. We feel bad that this God love, God kind of love is, is thrown to the side when we need to make a, a point uh, if we disagree with someone else. Lack of love is somehow justified. We feel bad that there have been limits on just how much we will do for someone else. We realize that our love for one another is often a result of whether we like them or not. We care only for those who care for us. You know, social media is a a wonderful place for our sinful nature, isn't it? Shining the sins and missteps of others with abandon. (laughs) And so we so easily step aside from Jesus' command to love one another. We feel bad that our love, that has not been the controlling force that guides our relationships and the restoring of those relationships when they go off track. And what makes us feel even worse is when we hear Jesus say, love one another as I have loved you. Well, if that mirror of God's word is making you sort of shift in your seat right now, that's the precise reason Jesus died on the cross. To free you and to lead you to love one another. As we worship, we are reminded of that love and, so the, and, and that we are so to share that love. We begin our worship services how? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That same phrase used to announce your forgiveness by Jesus Christ, but it's also a reminder that when we were baptized, that, that nothing, great, nothing was great in us, but it is solely the love, the, the, the love of God there, reaching out to us through water and the word to claim us as his own. Today, we, we come to the Lord's table At his table, he reminds us that that even though we failed, that we're still his dearly loved children. And so we receive wonderful gifts. Our faith is strengthened. Our sins are forgiven. We're united with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We're loved by our Father and he is present with us. We're washed in baptism. We're fed and nourished in the supper. Blessed by the Lord's presence and worship. And he does all of this to you, for you and in you so that you may love one another. Imagine what our world would be like if we lived a life like that. Even though we find it hard to love as he commanded, God doesn't give up on us. With the love of Jesus in our lives, we go out of this place today determined that that this love, his love, in us and through us will make a difference as we go out and love one another. We are his children. Let us love one another as he has loved us. Amen. And now, may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.